Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. My name's Liv Siddle and I'm here with the lovely Danae Moore. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Lovely I'm to have you in Rough good. Trade. Good. How's, how's your summer been going? Well, springtime. <laughs> uh, really good. Um, I just came back from Cape Town, so I'm, I'm still a bit kind of weirdly um, spaced out, I think. Yeah, jet lag. Yeah. Well, not really jet lag. I think just like, um, you know, when you just like... I don't know. It just feels weird going from one environment to the other. So I'm still kind of in this weird space in between. Yeah, fair enough. Traveling and stuff, but good. What were you doing in Cape Town? Um, I was shooting a video there. Oh, sweet. Just like so, so fun in, in the desert. Fun. Just like nuts. <laughs> I always wonder what it's like for artists to shoot videos. I would, they always look great. And I just, do you have to like lips, like mime your songs to a camera? Or yeah. Or do you sing them? <laughs> yeah, you actually sing. You actually have to sing. Otherwise, I think it would look really strange. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really like I mean, you hear the song like a good fifty times oh, a day. Yeah. But I mean, oh man, it's so in- insane. Um, but it just yeah, I think I've just been really lucky as well with kind of video wise because I, I I went to Iceland a few years ago for the last record. Um, so. Yeah, it just feels, yeah, it's pretty insane. Must be fun. Yeah. I just, yeah, just the idea of having all those people around, like making this thing happen and you're like, why they're all there. It's <laughs> a bit like, ah. <laughs> Iceland's cool though, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm re- I'm basically really impressionable. So if I say yeah, 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 like a million <laughs> times, I think yeah is like Africans for like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I had to Google it because I was like, oh, why is everyone just saying yeah, yeah, yeah all the time? <laughs> but literally I can spend five minutes somewhere and... I would just like pick up on anything. That's cool. So now I'm just, it's really embarrassing actually. <laughs> it's been like 24 hours. I was there for like five days, not even like enough to pick up anything. And I'm just everywhere. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like a really posh lady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm really worried about because it obviously probably doesn't translate here. So yeah, I was like in the session yesterday and I was just saying that all the time in my head. I was like, I can probably just think so I'm just like really... <laughs> some wanker or something yeah. <laughs> you are darling yeah. um so to give a bit of background info on you um you had an amazing album out in 2015 on because music which was called elsewhere and you've got another album coming out on june the 9th yeah what's the album called we used to bloom we used to bloom and can you tell us a little bit about what to expect from it i know your last album was kind of i know it reminded me of the kind of sad the sadness and the like romance of like the XX mixed with kind of like, I don't know, there's more of like an indie vibe to it, but it's quite a lot of genres like mashed together, I found. But is this kind of a similar? Yeah, I think so. I think whenever I make anything, um, I kind of leave all thought process of what I think I'm expected to make or what I even think the song should sound like. Because, yeah. you know, very often um, I'd go in and the songs would be like so much different than I kind of heard them in my head when I, when I first started writing. And it's, I think it's more about allowing the room to, you know, take you somewhere when you're when you're making something. So I think there's a definite reflection of that on this record. And I think 
um, as a person, I feel a lot more um, comfortable within myself. Mm. And I think when I made that first record, like I just dropped out of uni and ah. I was just like this, um, you know, in this weird space um, and it reflected in, in the record, in the writing. I think for this record, um, a lot more grown up, I feel like a, I don't know, more like a woman, if that makes sense. Like yeah. an adult, <laughs> I feel like an adult. <laughs> so I think I'm kind of exploring a lot more themes beyond just like being like really emo and just confused. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, 19 year old, <laughs> which was like the last um, no record. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited by it. Um, why? What were you studying at uni? I was doing songwriting. Yeah. And I think it just wasn't necessarily for me. Um, it was just, I found it really intense. And I think most of my friends that did like creative studies as well had the same kind of experience where, yeah, it's just really, yeah, it's just really extreme environment, I think, for, for writing. Yeah. Um, so I had to pull myself away and kind of write within my own terms kind of a thing. Must be a very strange environment to, for, to, to be in a room full of songwriters and someone teaching you how to do it because you know traditionally it's just kind of something that comes to you in a moment and you, you kind of you're born with the skill or you know it's not something you can kind of learn in a classroom. I wouldn't have thought, but yeah, I can imagine it's super intense. But I, I'm a strong believer of there being no rules, like mm. you know ever. And so I think that was like the main thing of like just making something and not even thinking about you know what it what spaces it should fit in and more just how it makes me feel or you know just an expression you know like you know um and just being like oh but you know it's unclear about you know genre wise and all this like other stuff and it's just really strange because i just don't think you put those like um you know mental like restraints on creating it just becomes a really I don't know, restricted and it feels really, um, feels really like hard to do. It doesn't it becomes like, it doesn't become like enjoyable at mm. all. So I think that's the main reason why I had to move because I just didn't enjoy yeah. writing anymore. Yeah, you've got to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So what kind of environment do you find some of the songs on this album that's about to come out? What, what, where were, the, where were, you, were you when you kind of were writing the songs and what environment were you in? I think I was just in like a very healthy space um with myself um as well um and even even with recording the vocals as well like so so relaxed mm. like the whole time um i think just because kind of i've developed like this kind of fear of recording um before because i think there's like this uphent kind of um idea of perfection for like recording vocals that i think a lot of people have and have worked with loads of producers before that were kind of like you know like you'd sing it like a million times, like trying to get this perfect thing that doesn't exist. And I think for this record, it was just like, okay, let's just like, I was just like literally sitting down and just chilling out and just singing. And, you know, the vocals are really dry and like really close, close up. And I think it's just me. It just sounds like me mm. a bit more. And I think, so I'm really, I mean, the process of making it as well is so fun. And I just had a really good time. I think it's the most important thing. That's cool. It's nice when you can hear on someone's record that they've ha actually had a really good time making it. Yeah. That's really important. And I read that you're fan of, a fan of kind of like Cat Power and like Bon Iver and that kind of thing. Do you, with that in mind, do you tend to go for people who do 
write, well, their songs are quite lyric based and just with kind of like one instrument accompanying like someone like Cat Power doing like just piano and vocal. Do you tend to go for that kind of thing in terms of your listening habits or? I think for my listening habits, I think the reason why I like Cat Power is because she kind of, she kind of reminds me of like a kind of um, like Laura Marlin or something mm. in, in the sense that they're just like living and just writing and you can hear what they're going through through their music. And I think that's why I really respect her um, because she just, you know, she just releases music like, you know, all the time and, and stuff like that. And with Bon Iver, the reason why I love him is because I feel like he kind of is always reinventing himself and he's always, yeah. you know, um, I think to me, he like really broke down a lot of the kind of, or opened up the kind of subgenres for like folk music. So I think that, that first record of his and from the second one and even to like the one that he released last year, was just so, so free. Mm. And I think that's what really inspires me the most, like kind of artists that follow their, you know, gut and um, push themselves to create something um, different or sonically as well that the listeners may not expect, but also just stay true to themselves. Yeah. And as you say about like Laura Marling or, or Cat Power, just living the life of a musician, like just yeah. not being able to live without just keep creating and creating and it just kind of pours out of them. And yeah, very good women, those two. Um, so shall we see what you've picked out today? Yeah. Very excited to see your, your collection, actually. I kind of went with like my unofficial parents, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Musical parents. Um, so. First up. First up. One. I've got... Sophie and Stevens, who's like, I right. love, I love <laughs> him. I think he's incredible. And um, I really want to pick Age of Ads because I think that record, like, um, to me, blew my head off when I first heard it. Because I remember a few years ago, like, I'd heard a few of his songs before, like, all the classics and stuff. Um, I remember a few years ago, um, someone was telling me about Age of Ads and I've never, like, experienced it before. So I was like, okay, I'll just, like, give it a go. And... I was like, what? This is crazy. It wasn't like anything I expected of him. I think I really respect him for that. He's always kind of, like I said, reinventing himself mm. and just staying, like I think lyrically as well, he's such a master. And yeah, and I think um, I have Michigan, which is like classic. And the one that always stays with me is the first track, Flint, um, which I think, yeah, I think um, lyrically he's, such a beautiful song and and I'm a massive fan of all the like kind of beautiful like um string arrangement and and brass and stuff which is like a massive thing of mine um like sonically I love those kinds of sounds um so yeah that's kind of why I chose this one cool do you want to introduce it for us okay um so this is Flint from Michigan with Sophia Stevens Drive 
Flint by Stephen Stevens from his fantastic album Michigan. Did you? Um, I know you said just before that that you're really into kind of like string arrangements. Do you have that on the new album coming up? Yeah, yeah. So lucky to to have um, strings on on the record because I feel like you don't anticipate for how like beautiful it's going to be. Yeah, that must be amazing to hear your songs with string arrangements. That must um, be so cool. Literally, we um, it kind of all came together really really quickly because I think in the beginning we didn't necessarily have the intention of doing any strings um but we unintentionally had a lot of kind of um pad sounds that sounded like strings so we we had this we got this like incredible um string arranger um fiona bryce and she came in and arranged all these beautiful pieces and yeah it was just insane being in the room and yeah it's undescribable and it, it, I, th- I think it was such a pleasure 
have it. And there's also a lot of brass as well on, on the record. Must be so nice just to hear those instruments sort of close up as well. Yeah. And yeah, lovely. I'm really big into any song that has string arrangements in it. <laughs> I'm a complete sucker for it. Um, what have you got next? Now, this is Elliot Smith. And he, he to me is like, he's like my Bob Dylan. I feel mm. like like the 90s generation, I feel like that's what he is. Mm. And I love him. And I found, I, I was, I'm late to the party. I'm always late to the party of like music. And I kind of stumbled upon him a few years ago as well. And there's a song on this on this record um, called Let's Get Lost that is like beautiful. And I think what really blows me away by him is, is just his lyrics. I think his lyrics are so, so incredible. It's just like poetry. And it's very rare that I actually connect with um, or really take in the lyrics from um, an artist but I think because sonically his music is so bare and it's mm. just guitar and vocals um, I think it's kind of you know it's what you that's what you really get from it and that's what you really take in and yeah this was the first record I listened from him and Let's Get Lost like just really stayed stayed with me um, and yeah I kind of um, I ended up covering one of his songs on on the record as well. Um, Great, which one was it? Uh, Twilight. Nice. You even know that that song, um, but he, yeah, that song is like also one of my close close favorites as well. Um, but yeah, this is kind of he's like my my favorite lyric writer, I think, for sure. Um, cool. Yeah. Do you want to introduce the track? So this track is called "Let's Get Lost" by Elliot Smith.
that was Let's Get Lost by Elliot Smith. Right, fantastic choice. Uh, what have we got next? I have Saint Vincent. Right. Um, you know, it's funny how we have a lot of, sorry to interrupt there, but we have a lot of people coming into this podcast and we have a record store full of like thousands of records and people always pick Saint Vincent. And I just don't know why it is. Like, uh-huh. it's just so funny because I think she, I don't, it's just something about her just resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. It's just really interesting how like patterns come up. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Not saying it's a bad choice. It's an excellent choice. <laughs> um, so this record, I think I feel like this is like her best album. Yeah. Um, self-titled record, and it just really it's it's got. I think to me, she's like the best modern day guitarist because she totally shreds, and um, but has kind of, you know, the sounds that she has created around this record is just so her, and she's kind of made this like trademark kind of guitar sounds that. It's kind of really modern and interesting, but also like very, you know, memorable, like um, hard hitting, like guitar riffs. And I think that's what she's so, so incredible at. And that's why I really love the record because, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of kind of weird sounds, especially in the guitar yeah. region. And um, this record definitely made me want to explore the kind of, what I can do with my guitar and what I can make it sound like. Um, so I think that's why I love her mostly because I think, um, especially post, like I'm a massive like electronic kind of hip hop kind of fan as well. And um, when I first discovered, when I first started writing music, it was kind of more always my folk um, led and like it's kind of band music that I was really into. But I think she kind of, to me, just reinvented the, like being like a lead guitarist yeah and yeah i think yeah this record is insane it's so good like i was listening to it recently actually like it's so hard to forget how how insane it is it's i like, love her on the good. front in that throne as well just like here i am yeah. <laughs> it's super cool i think so i read bold. somewhere that she had designed an electric guitar to be held by a woman because like guitars are designed for men so she was like no and so i think she like designed this new guitar that was like more comfortable for women because like you've got boobs and stuff. Yeah, and she just like got that made for her. I uh, love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> I love that. Um, Hard yeah. to pick a track off that one, I imagine, but uh, go for it. Um, I really, I'm gonna pick the first song. I think Rattlesnake, just because we like that first riff is just like insane. Um, so yeah, this is Rattlesnake um, by Saint Vincent. Follow the power lines back from the road No one around so I take off my clothes Am I the only one in the only
Rattlesnake by St. Vincent. So do you tend to... How many instruments can you play? I know you play piano, you just said you play guitar. Is that kind of mostly what you tend to tinker around on? I'm mainly a guitar, I'm mainly a guitar player, actually. And piano is something that... It's really strange because piano is something that um, was always, like, came second nature to me because I'd never... I'd, like, written songs on it, but it's something that early on I'd never have wanted to... I was, I'd be too afraid to basically play it live. But I think, um, especially with this record, I knew that to push myself because guitar is just like my comfort zone. Mm. You know, I'm so comfortable just sitting and, you know, strumming away. And um, I knew that for this record, I kind of had to depart away from it to to push myself on kind of new songs. So um, most of the songs actually on the record are like orig- were originally guitar songs. And I kind of just scrapped them and just wrote new piano parts or synth parts in in the studio. Cool. Um, so, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of I don't know. I think I think that question's like to me, um, instrument playing is is really you know. Um, I think it's like a it's people always feel like they have to have like proper lessons or something to to be like you know a master or like call themselves like oh I'm a guitarist or I'm know whatever and I think it's just like a bit of nonsense in a sense because I feel like it's so you know it's so I mean you know I've, I've seen someone play a guitar that had only one string and he kind of made it his own thing and it totally you know it made sense and it was amazing and you know I've, I've had friends that played guitar only with their thumbs because that's how they thought they should have played it 
So I think there's no wrong or right no. with instruments. And I think with this record, I definitely pushed myself to, to play all of the different things that I didn't think, you know, percussion and, and like I played a bit of like flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bit of like, I played a bit of harmonica. <laughs> Just like, you know, I feel like people are a bit too afraid afraid of, of, of things and, and mm. leaping into it because there's like these set kind of standards of instrument playing when in reality I just feel like it's all nonsense and yeah you know it's kind of all um you know it's all like I'm trying to think of the word that I'm trying to think of in my head um it's all subjective that's it it's all subjective to yourself and how you hear um how you feel like you should be playing it and it should kind of reflect who you are as a person and and the music that you make and how you how your ears work and I think yeah so I feel like um, on this record, I definitely push myself to, to do all those things that I never thought that I should be doing. Or like, oh, let's just get a proper per- percussion player or <laughs> something. It's like, what is a proper, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, sounds really fun. It's picking up a flute, like, give that a go. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> cool, so we've done one, two, three. So let's go on to your fourth. So... This is another female-led group, um, Tune Yards, and I'm a massive fan of like rhythm and like um, kind of polyrhythmic kind of music, and I feel like they crush that, and they've definitely created this vibrant kind of blend of of genres and like a world that I think is totally them. I feel like they sound like themselves. That makes sense. Um, and this record is like massive um influence on me in general just because i feel like um yeah i'm a massive fan of like really strong melodies and just um really infectious rhythms so i think this record especially i remember hearing water fountain which is the the song that i've picked from it and it's been like whoa that's insane and just listening to it and like just thinking oh where's that sound coming from like, yeah there's a lot of really like <laughs> fun kind of interesting textures um yeah I'm a, it's I'm very proper, strange isn't it that album yeah i'm a proper like i'm really into textures and kind of just interesting like kind of sounds um so yeah that's why i've picked this record so this is water fountain from tune yards no water in the water fountain
Wahnsinn. Water Fountain from Toon Yards. Excellent choice, excellent album. Remember when I first I first came across them when I saw like a music video and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is incredible. <laughs> you just do have that with Toon Yards, don't you? When you first yeah. hear it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. It's like a big jumble of sound and like blah, such an assault on everything. It's great. Uh, so, next one. Um, so, the next one's like very different from... Um, any of the other ones that I chose but um, it's from Philip Glass and I did do in, in A-levels I did like traditional like music course and it was something that wasn't necessarily that interesting to me at the time to be honest because it was a lot of kind of renaissance kind of pieces and I feel like it wasn't yeah. necessarily relevant to myself and how I made music but um, when we did we started learning about Philip Glass and how he, he kind of created music around a kind of prepared piano um um kind of concept and it just blew my mind because i've never heard i've never heard anything like that and he's such a true innovator and in taking an instrument that is you know well been known for centuries and just taking it and um capturing it for himself and i remember there's a piece actually that um that we did in class where it's just like silence it's like literal <laughs> silence. And in the time I didn't necessarily, I really didn't understand understand it. And I think that's the key about music. It's like, it could be any anything that you want. And mm-hmm. I think he really pushed that um, with listeners. And I remember watching like the video of like the performance and people genuinely like, you know, it's like a proper orchestra on stage and they'd like flip all the pages and there would be like the nothing on it. It's like But crazy. they were like pretending to play. No, there's just like silence, but they'd, we like timed, they'd like a time, like a stopwatch, and it'd like go through, and we'd be like a proper audience. I thought it was crazy. Oh. I've never seen, I've never seen anything like, like it before. So I think that's why I like, I really um, enjoy him, and, um, yeah, what he does because I feel like, yeah, he definitely challenged that world because there's so many rules within kind of classical music that I think, and. I think he definitely pushed a lot of boundaries 
yeah, and got away with it where a lot of people would have been kind of like thrown out of, you know, the concert hall. Like, yeah, it's quite a difficult genre to kind of disrupt or. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think when you hear his stuff as well, you can definitely hear a lot of um, the impact that he has on kind of modern day music. Yeah. Now as well. Can you tell us what the record is? Um, so the record is um, Violin Concerto. Yeah, it doesn't really have a name, does it? Yeah. Uh, like that one, Philip Glass, Alfred Schnitke. Yeah. <laughs> so we like, this is like the the main kind of pieces where we are listening to in, in A-level. And I'm so happy that I actually got introduced to this world of music. So I feel like I wouldn't have at the time picked it up myself. Good old school. It has got some <laughs> some plus points in it. Yeah. So have you got a track? What? Seems a bit weird to say track. And if you've got a concerto, what <laughs> you want to pick? Um, so I'd like to pick something from the B side, um, which is like the last last track um from it for um violin and invisible piano.
So that was Philip Glass and Alfred Schnitke from the album Violin Concerto Number One and the track, well, the the last the, the last bit <laughs> symphony. Um, I'm not really sure concerto. Anyway, it's called Lento and it's very beautiful. So you've got one last pick for us today. Yeah. So I last pick I have um, a track from Kid A, which I feel like to me is like probably. Besides OK Computer, probably like my favourite Radiohead album, um, just because I think sonically, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. It's probably their most, um, I just feel like it showed showed a lot of visionary, like for, for the kind of band music sense. And yeah, I think it was really brave, like um, an interesting um, kind of music and I'd love to to play How to Disappear Completely.
have to disappear completely from Radiohead's Kid A. Excellent choice. I like anyone that comes and picks a Radiohead album because <laughs> I like actually talking with people about their favourite Radiohead albums because everyone's got one. And it's a kind of like a constant argument about because they just like change so often with every yeah. album so much. But you're right. I think the word interesting is like the perfect word to use for Radiohead because it is just, it's interesting. It's like you want to just know more and like kind of challenges how you think about music. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And I think, yeah, I think that's why this record's like really, really important because, you know, it's so different from the, the records that they had before, before it. Um, and yeah, Tom York is like one of my favourite vocalists as well. I think like he just... You know, he just sound. He just has a signature kind of voice yeah, yeah. that I think, yeah. Um, so yeah, this song, this album in general is like really influential in me. And yeah, excellent pick. Thank you so much for coming in. No, thank you and for having me. Can't wait to listen to your album. Uh, everyone else, look out for it. And I assume you'll be doing some touring and some whatnot around the summer. Yeah. Are you playing any festivals or anything? Um, at the moment, I'm doing Great Escape, which would be cool. I, I, I played there maybe three years ago or something like that. Okay, cool. Um, so it's going to be great to come back. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much and excellent musical choices. And I guess we'll see you again soon. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Oh, bye. Rough Trade Radio. Hello, I'm Ausker. You can buy my new album Afterglow now in store or online at roughtrade.com. Oh, oh, oh.